Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the one, the only, Mermaid Serenade. Mermaid Serenade is a wonderfully talented artist. She's a visual artist. She's a streamer. She also plays music. She she plays her ukulele and sings some songs and stuff. I had a wonderful conversation with Mermaid Serenade. She is a very, very... um, uh, just a very intelligent human being like I just I, I don't you know like she's she, and she's uh, very passionate about what she is uh, into and I definitely respect that uh, we had a great conversation and I can't wait for you guys to hear it that's coming up here shortly but first go to rainmystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go check out her latest single where are you now uh, you can also find Raina on Twitch four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays, 11, oh, excuse me, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that, that's usually, it's her morning show. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty sure you would enjoy it. Um, come through, come through. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch, twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. We stream Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come check us out. If you enjoy this audio feed, you're going to love the live stream. The live stream is, uh, it just, we encompass everything. We, we, we do live musical performances. We have fucking games, prizes, more. Just It's a good fucking time, everybody. Just come through. Just come through. Uh, you can also uh, show some support to the show monetarily by buying a t-shirt from our Threadless store, wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. The link is in the show notes. Go click around and check out the merch uh, department. You can also find music by WSEG. Go on my Spotify. Follow me so you can stay up to date. We got a new song coming out. If you go to wespeakenglishgood.com, you can actually just go and, and pre-save that song right fucking now. It's uh, it's the new song coming out on September 20th is called Hamburger 2099. It's an old song, but we're, we're dusting that bitch off and we're sending it out there. Uh, we got more music coming down the pipeline. So we're going to be I mean, it's just that's what we're doing now, guys. We're making music. We're, we're, we're doing podcasts. We're, we're farting into the microphones and shit. It's tight. It's tight. Uh, OK, yeah, I'm moving on. You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, fucking all of them. The the links are in the show notes. You can also subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, You can also subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and on our Twitch. Uh, You can 
Also, this is a very free and easy thing you can do. Leave us a five-star review if you like the show. And you can also write a little something in there, and we'll read it on the show as well. Uh, it's very, very helpful and a very free thing that you could do to help this show right now. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, we got... We got, I don't know who's on next. Oh, I think it, it's Defonix is on next week. And then I think we're going to have like a little, ep- I, you know, there's just, I'm just, there's things happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, Labor Dave weekend was definitely, I, I was definitely supposed to get like a podcast and, and bring home podcasts. So, um, <laughs> we got some stuff coming down the pipeline, guys. <laughs> well, it just didn't turn out like that, huh? just didn't turn out like that uh that's okay though uh we got plenty of shows coming up and uh we're gonna be doing live streams and of course the live streams are this show so we have plenty of those coming so don't worry plenty of content new content coming out right for that ass uh i I know how much you guys hate reruns so i will never do that again for the most part you know i was thinking if uh if i ever have to do like a rerun situation i was thinking maybe i could do like one of these uh music streams that we've done you know just in the past uh like the band or whatever i'm sorry i'm yawning at you guys my bad uh I did, uh anyways look let's just get into the conversation <laughs> this 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 intro is devolving quickly let's just get into this uh so we let let's go and have a wonderful and lovely chat with our friend mermaid serenade let's go give her some love everybody tub you're in a hot tub yes you are yes you are um at the beginning of the hot tubs it was when when indie fox and amaranth first got um uh banned for for licking ears have you ever seen them lick ears before or yeah pretty pretty cool stuff uh pretty pretty wild pretty 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 wild uh so they got they got they got one day banned or a couple days banned and so in solidarity which you know, I don't know what that. That's not really solidarity, but just to show support, we put a hot tub in there, and it hasn't gone yet. So we're we're really liking the hot tub, and it's a part of the show. I was writing people's names on my arm at first, but you know, things happen. <laughs> things have the, the the hot tubs have evolved to just being a part of this the the set now. So I'm glad that you're feeling it. Is it a good temperature? Are you should I lower it high? It's, it's, it's fine. It's good. You know, it's good. A little humid, but well, that's okay. Well, you know, you got glasses on, so you might have to wipe them off every couple of seconds. But it's all right. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. Well. Mermaid Serenade, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Just, you know, hanging out, just yeah. uh, ready ready to chat and and. <laughs> And see and see where the conversation takes us. Well, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're ready to chat because apparently I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm <laughs> no, I, I can I ask you some questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can ask me all you want. Well, no, I'm I, well. 
since we were just talking about these concerts being canceled, uh, are, Moving Dutchman, what's up, buddy? Uh, what are you? Uh, do you have any concert tickets or are there any shows you that you want to go to? I mean, I was. I mean, I haven't really been a big concert person in my life. Mm. I have to admit, like, yeah. I'm a very much like I want to sit down and enjoy the show. <laughs> I think I'm just old now, you know, like. Yes. Yeah, no. Who wants to stand there for like three hours all night? Your back's hurting. You're tired. Like, you know, the kid's going to be up at six in the morning as usual. <laughs> it's just not even fun anymore. It's like, it's just, oh, dude. Yeah. Give yeah, me a having... seat. I want to be home by 11. You know, like, <laughs> so yeah, having a, having the kid, it's like, you know, things become really fun up until about 10 p.m. And then they become significantly, significantly less fun after each passing half hour because that's <sighs> less sleep you're going to get. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. And that's all you can think about. I mean, my God, like now that I don't even now that I don't drink, it's like. When I'm up, like playing gigs is really tough because I'm not, it's not like I'm out drinking, but I am closing down the bar. So it's like mm -hmm. getting home at three in the morning and then Saucy's going to be awake at like whatever, balls o'clock in the morning. So it's like, <laughs> there's just no getting around. Uh, I'm not sleeping if I have gigs. It's like this weekend, daddy gets no sleep. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Dude, it's temporary. Dude, rap concerts are long as shit. No, I feel that. Rap concerts are long as shit, and it's like, ugh, I don't want to be there all fucking night. I don't know. When's the last time you went to a big concert? Mm, I really don't even, I really couldn't even tell you. I think maybe. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe when I was like tw 21, I wow. think I went to a concert in L.A., I'm born. You guys, I went to art school, okay? Like, my life went down that path, so. Well, <laughs> Uh, Wu-Tang 2019, ironically, not long as shit. Well, yeah, that's, that's good. But the local stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the, I mean, like, what, what do you, how, how, what does that make you feel then? Like, since you have no real connection to large concerts, do you, do you even care if everything gets shut down? Like, is that not really, are, are you I mean, saying I, you don't give a shit about if the world goes back into <laughs> lockdown, Mermaid Serenade? Is that what you're selling us? I mean. I will say that historically I've been more of an introverted person, believe it or not. I, and um, <laughs> just, don't. despite the fact that I have a Twitch channel, um, <laughs> you know, I've been keeping things pretty, I don't know, chill. I'm not, you know, I haven't been going out. My sister is really big on going to concerts. Mm. She's always, you know, she was dying with, she needed to go to all the festivals and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And, um, yeah. I was just not. Not my vibe. It's like sweaty, you know, concerts are sweaty. Sweaty. People yeah. everywhere. Just mm -hmm. no, I, I, I I'm 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 not like I'm supposed to go to a Dave Matthews band at the Gorge in, in September. Oh, that's what I forgot to do. Oh well. Um uh by the way, everybody, the stream is gonna from September first or from September third to the twelfth or something. There's not going to be really uh, consistent shows because I'm going to be on the road with Matt Suarez Music. So just letting you all know, in September, the first half of September is going to be a little weird. Uh, but yeah, we're going to the Dave Matthews out in uh, at the Gorge in Washington. And uh, we're, they just announced that everyone has to have a vaccine or get tested. And I'm not against getting tested or anything. You know, that's fine. But it's just like, it's really weird when you look at how yeah, like, it, I mean, in 48 hours, I feel like anything can happen, you know, because it has to be 48 hours prior to going to the concert. 
So <laughs> I feel like in 48 hours, we're going to be in Seattle. Like I could, my dirty ass could have been anywhere. If, b- between that test result and the front gate, I could have been anywhere with all kinds of stuff going on. So I don't get it. It's fine. I, I guess it's some kind of security, but it, I don't know. When you look at the measures that are being taken right now, it doesn't seem like things are working out all that great. <laughs> so no. I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to be effective. I don't know. I, I mean, you're in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty serious out here, but even still like the numbers are going up and it's yeah. frustrating. It's like, I don't know, like maybe it's unpopular, but I kind of think that like, we should just, we should have just like bit the bullet a long time ago and just like went on lockdown for like a month just to get it under control. Mm. And then we could be free, but that's, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, and who knows if that would even work, you know, like who, who knows that's true. It's like, it, it's hard to keep everyone locked in place. Like right mm-hmm. now in Australia, there's like they have uh, they. I, I was on a podcast the other day and they were telling me how there's this woman who comes on the screen every day to tell you how much COVID's gonna kill you, and that's all she does. That's it. She comes on, says, and then there's helicopters overhead. No one's allowed out. It's crazy, and and, and I think it's only in certain areas though, but. Yeah, it does seem a little weird and, and um, maybe maybe locking everybody down. But are you in the city? Or are you in one of the boroughs? Uh, well, when lockdown, well, when we first went into kind of like a lockdown last year, mm-hmm. I was actually living with roommates. And oh, that wow. was like, I mean, my roommates are really good people. But I just think having roommates in a situation where like you need to control people going out, it was just not the vibe that <laughs> my husband and I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then we ended up moving, um, this April, we ended up moving to, uh, like more upstate New York. So like, I guess I'm also like less concerned about like potential lockdown because now I'm like, you know, not worried about having to worry if my roommate's going to go out and get a seven up in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> or something. You know? He's like, I'm thirsty. I need to go get a, a 20 ounces of Mountain Dew. And hey like, man, like I don't know. That's what he. That's what they needed. Okay, like there was a mental health seven up or something. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> Australian mainstream media is kind of sketchy. I think most mainstream media is kind of sketchy mental. Uh, but that's not where I'm getting my information. If that's if that's what you're insinuating. Uh, but no, I, I actually talked to people who were there. They they had that was on someone's podcast, and they were just like, "It is fucking nutty over here." So. I don't know. Maybe they're lying to me. Maybe maybe they're big old fat liars. They're going to be on the show. <laughs> These lying assholes will be out here. We had a curfew. People still went out. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like, you know, a lot of people weren't even really paying attention to those things. Like, I know for a fact I have several friends, lots of friends, who were just out and about, living their life. You saw them at the, outside at the beach hanging out. They're all, like, gathered together. Like, that's a big debate Cartagena sending people to school no yeah so it's been kind of I don't know it it, I don't know how you can control people and control something like this and what the evidence is showing that it's like I guess there's no real controlling it so yeah what do we do what do we do mermaid serenade how do we get out of this I don't know I mean it's I mean we can't I don't know I think it's like at this point, like the dominoes are falling as they're falling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like obviously wearing masks is like a good thing. Like that's 
there's evidence to prove that that's helpful. But at yeah. the same time, like even that's been like a fucking issue. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's an issue because people don't want to wear them. And it's an issue because the virus is still spreading pretty quickly. So um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't you know, like I'm not against masks because obviously the masks do stop like spittle and stuff. And, and like if anybody's like me, I got a lot of saliva. It's gross. And, and every once in a while, you'll just see like a come flying out of my face. It's disgusting. It's awful. It's awful. I choke on my own spit. That's how much spit accumulates in my stupid mouth. So, uh, yeah, I, I do see the point of that. It's sort of like, you know, blocking those things. But, like, if you're in a room with somebody, those masks aren't like HEPA filters that are purifying your breath, you know? Like, the breath still gets around it. The breath still goes through the mask. And there is a thing called, what is it, air saturation? I think that's what they're calling it. Too much spit. We got it. Yeah. Hey, you know what, mental? I got, I'm really spitty. What do you want? But but it's uh, all three little ones have lung issues. Oh, man. Yeah. That's that's, that's tough. Man. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, Cartagena. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do. Obviously, you're a grown-ass man. You know what to do. But... Fuck, dude, I would not. <laughs> I would not. I, I mean, we don't want to send Saucy to school just because they're. it's a bad school. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not even, like, they're. Not, he literally is not learning anything going there. So it's really, really, I mean, there is less spreading in places where people like masks than in mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah, yeah, but, but at the end of the day, when you look at what's happening, like, Florida, was it South Dakota, Oklahoma, Texas... They all ate as much shit as everyone else. They everyone been eating as much shit as, as everyone else. It, it just seems like you know. It just seems like it's it's one of those things that, like Mermaid said, you got to let the dominoes sort of fall where they lay because we're like too far into it now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's it's tough though because like New York got, New York City like got hit really hard in the yeah. very beginning, and so I think like. Like, you know, it's a, it's kind of like a natural New York instinct to just say at this point for me, it feels like just to say like, yeah, just get vaccinated and and wear a damn mask. It's not that complicated, you know, like, so that's, you know, that's my opinion. Do I know if that's going to make everything perfect? Of course not. But so that's why I kind of said like, you know, it's going to happen the way it happens, but yeah, you can definitely be proactive. I think. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I agree. I agree. That's why, you know what? Lockdowns were great for me. I don't know. Like we're. I'm not saying it was great for me, for everybody, and it wasn't great, completely great for my mental health, but like in the, when you step back and look at what my life was before the pandemic and what it was after the pandemic, not much changed. (laughs) Like I I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything, but all I want to do is stay home and either be with family or, 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 or work. Like I don't like, I like my job. So I'll mm-hmm. just do that all the time. So I did, there was. A, how about for you? What what was the, in the initial lockdown? Was it was it uh, was it tough on you, or were you able to throw yourself into work, or like what? I mean, you this, got on Twitch I mean, too. So I mean, to be completely honest, like my whole life has like dramatically changed in the last two years. I would say, like, mm, wow. like kind of like end of 2019, I had just gotten promoted to uh, manage this hotel in Tribeca, New York City, and was kind of killing it in hospitality, but like, just kind of like came to a moment where I knew like, like, there was no way I was going to get these, like my bosses to care about their employees. And there was a lot that I couldn't change. And so 
I had like a job shift. I, I got this job at a tech company for like being like an executive assistant to this like CEO or whatever. And um, just kind of like, you know, living the New York life, like just wake up and grind and wake up and grind and just I'm exhausted all the time. And then when I when COVID happened, I got laid off and I kind of just like took it as an opportunity to like just fucking start over, you know, like I just didn't like doing all that stuff. Like, yeah, it was like a good job, but, you know, I just wanted to take some time and just like deal with deal with my baggage, if I can be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. No, it was a great time for that. It was, and definitely- then, uh, yeah, and then my husband suggested that I stream, you know, because uh, I I know a lot about art and I love art, and um, I wanted to to refocus that part of my life and and make that the priority in my life, and and now it's kind of grown into this whole thing, and and I'm a lot happier. I'm a lot more broke, but I'm a lot happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the fun part about the arts is like, yeah, it's 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 much better than the other stuff that, you know, that you're not really interested in, but hope you don't mind being poor. <laughs> I can eat a lot of top ramen, it's fine. You know what? Me too. I'm I I can eat eggs and beans and rice like that those that beans and rice on its own is a complete protein. You add it eggs is. in it, you're good. You're good. Yep. So yep. I will live off that. I will literally live off of, off of a fuck. I will just live off rice and beans and, and eggs. I don't care. I will do that. Broke happy yep. life. Uh, yeah. Broke happy life. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's not always happy though, you know? I mean, it gets stressful, you know? Not having this steady income. Was that a hard thing for you to get past the idea of not having like a steady income and, and sort of. Oh, rely- totally. Like, like, again, like, I feel like my life did like a total like 180. Like mm-hmm. I was definitely that person who like, I don't know, got a lot of fulfillment out of making money. You know, like I thought <laughs> I had, t- hey, <laughs> I had no, t- money's a lot of awesome. like feeling good about myself, yeah. you know, like with making money, but, but, you know, but you do reach, reach a point, I think. And I think that threshold is for, is different for everybody where you realize that like, you know, you still feel like shit. Like, even though you make money, it's still, it's like a hollow sort of self, you know, you know, a hollow feeling. It is. Um, Everyone is broke. Not everyone. Not everyone is broke mental. That is true. Live off pancakes and waffles. (laughs) Um, That's a lot of sugar. Yeah, that's too much. There's too many, too much sugar. Um, That whole trend i feel like this whole thing has been a trend of that kind of mentality and what you just described where it's there's just like a whole big group of people especially i don't know about the whole world but especially in this country is that they have sort of come to this realization when you get a year off a paid year off for most for a lot of people you come out of it. They they came out of it as, as like you know I, I I loved remodeling my house or I I finally had the time to write that novel or I finally had the time to do this and I finally had the time to do that and it made them realize how unhappy they were, you know, making a lot of money. But but I think you're right. I think making not that making a lot of money is a hollow venture, but it can be. And I I don't know. I I just I. Do you like I've read this article, but like, have you seen that in your group of friends? Have you seen people and other artists maybe that, you know, who had day jobs and now they're just like, I can't do that anymore. I mean, have you noticed this at all? I think I'm the friend who's like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me. It's just me. <laughs> a lot of my a lot of my friends work through the pandemic. I mean, um, 
uh, and uh, they they have kept their jobs. They just worked remotely, and now they're going back into the office. Some of them are going back to the office in New yeah. York. Um, uh, fortunately for our family, my husband was employed the whole time, so nice. that was great. Um, but uh, but no, I think I'm the friend. I think I'm the one who's like, I'm not doing that again because I'm I can't like I don't like I think that I, I had gone so long like adjusting my life to accommodate other people, whether it was like as a kid, like my family, or like you know school with your teachers, or now your bosses. That I'm just like, no man, I don't want to I don't want to change who I am or accommodate anybody anymore. I think I'm done like with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, more money, more problems too, right? Like you're making a good amount of money and people are going to have higher expectations because they're paying you well. Oh yeah. And, and that stress is just fucking crazy. I, I mean, yeah, uh, no, I have horror stories from, from managing the hotels. Like, like it's just crazy. Like what? Like, um, let's see. What's, What's one of my favorite ones? Let's start with let's start with a chill one. Let's start with a really chill story. So like this, and this is a fun one. Stories like this, I don't mind. But we once had this lady who was like a little bit off her rocker. And she would always come down to the complimentary breakfast. And she was here, she was with us for like two weeks. And she would just come down and take all the bananas from the breakfast. <laughs> and she would take them upstairs and put them in her room in like this drawer in like, you know, the little dresser we had. Yeah. And she would just take them. And we were we got to a point where like the second she we had like a spotter like waiting to see her when she came out of her room so we can make sure to put the bananas away. Oh, so you'd then, go in there and take them out of the drawer? Well, no, to, we'd take him out of the complimentary breakfast. Oh, so she would so go down she, and take him off. Wait, wait. So instead of confronting her, you're like, we'll just, there's no more bananas. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're all out today. We're all out. <laughs> what, what was, was that just to avoid confrontation? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because she was a little off her rocker and you never right. know how it's going to go with somebody who's off their rocker. They could be really chill or they could start screaming in the lobby and throwing bananas at you. You never know. <laughs> That that that's people are crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. People are crazy, and especially these days, it's just I feel like everybody's, I feel like everybody's got the like they they've got the sign off. It's like okay, it's okay to be crazy now. Everybody, well, did everybody get the memo? Yeah, we got the memo. I'm fucking psycho now. Sweet. Yeah, let's go. And they definitely they act crazy in hotels for sure because it's a <laughs> temporary place. Right. Like I've I've been threatened before. Like I one time had we one time had a, a guest at my hotel who. Um, one of the hotels I managed and like she got her laundry sent out and the laundry didn't get back before she checked out mm -hmm. and she actually forgot about it. And then she came back later that night when she wasn't even staying with us anymore mm -hmm. and was like, like threatening our staff if we didn't <laughs> give her the laundry. And I had to walk her around like the entire hotel and show her that there was no laundry anywhere. I was like, look, they haven't delivered it yet. And she was just like, did not believe us. And she was lying. She was just like yelling at us. And then, and then there was another story where a guy was convinced, was convinced that someone on staff stole his kitten. Like, like it was him and his wife and their two cats. And one of them was a kitten. Right. Yeah. And so like, he comes down and he's like raging. And I was at home. This is at like 10 o'clock at night. And so my staff calls me and I'm like, fucking fine. I'll come into the hotel and find this goddamn cat. <laughs> and so like, I go, I go there and we're looking and I get there and this dude had already punched a hole in the wall. He was so mad that like, we couldn't, we couldn't make this cat appear. And so finally I was like, <laughs> would you mind? If we just check your room one more time, would you mind? And he's like, fucking fine. 
We go in his room and sure enough, the goddamn cat is like hiding behind this little laundry basket, probably hiding from this lunatic man. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Is like he's probably <laughs> fucking cowering under the basket, hoping, make the bad man stop. Make the bad man stop. Jeez, oh, Pete. But, um, but honestly, the guest stuff is really not that bad. The stuff that was the worst, that was the breaking point for me, was mm. all the engineering bullshit. Like, <laughs> like the... Fucking like, engineers. The, no, not even the engineers. It's oh, just okay. the fucking buildings. Because oh. these guys, like, these people who manage the hotels, they're not proactive. They're mm. reactive. So right. they'll wait till a fucking pipe bursts out of a goddamn ceiling before <laughs> they do the work to fix it. But, like... Then you have to deal with a fucking pipe right. pouring ice cold water in the middle of winter on everybody's fucking car in the basement. So anyway, <laughs> shit like that. Shit like that. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Oh man. Yeah. I, I can imagine. No, I, I just, I, I think of myself as a guest at, as a, at a hotel in my early twenties. And, and then I just think of, I just feel bad for everybody who works at a hotel <laughs> because <laughs> Me and my friends were fucking terrorists. Like we we were did not care. We were just like slamming beers, throwing them at the wall, fucking just yep. ah, just who cares? This ain't my house. I'll do whatever I want. Seriously. <laughs> fucking, Seriously. It's really really gross. I'm going to kind of do this out of out of order, but I, just because the question, I'll get to your question, Cartagena, but uh, uh ever done a bodily fluid check in your hotel? What do you mean bodily fluid check? You've never you've never seen them like take the the like the the um the what's the blue light that makes things glow? Oh hell no, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. Would not allow black light in any hotel, otherwise I would have to quit immediately. I was trying to preserve my job at yeah. that point. I don't wanna know. I trust I the housekeepers, I trusted my housekeeping staff. Yeah. That's enough for me. That's enough for you. Um <laughs> but I just, I just wonder, I just wonder how clean those fucking rooms are, man. I just, I don't. They're not, they're not clean. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, they're just, I mean, like, look here, the linens are fresh. Mm. The linens are fresh. Your, your bathroom's going to be clean. Um, the air conditioner could go either way. <laughs> the carpet could go either way. Yeah. Definitely don't flip the mattress over, Ugh. you know, just leave the sheets on, you Ugh. guys. Unless you're staying at a five-star hotel, shit's like mediocre. That's wow. just. That's, that's just. just that's just how it is across the whole. And it's not even. And it's not even. It's not even the housekeeper's fault. Like mm. these companies, like, and I'm just gonna reveal a little bit of industry stuff. But like, these companies pay the amount. They have a rate of how quickly people need to clean a room, mm. and their goal is to make that speed faster and faster and faster every single year. Which, first of all, is impossible. And so, the average speed right now in the industry to clean a room is, is 25 minutes. Oh. 25 minutes to clean a whole fucking room per room. And so it's yeah. boom, boom, it's just, boom, boom. Yeah. It's just not, they don't have enough time. Right. So, I, yeah. So they're, uh, they're, they have a, they, they have a time limit that they're running up against. Mm -hmm. it, Otherwise they get in trouble or management gets yeah. in trouble. And it just, so. everybody eats shit all the way up and down the block. I got it. it it's uh you can do a 20, you can do a lot in 25 minutes though. Yeah. That's true. You moving Dutchman. Yeah. You can. <laughs> maybe maybe you should apply for a job for a hotel management. <laughs> yeah, moving Dutchman. Maybe that you found let a me, new career in in hotel. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying at a hotel till October. I always check under the mattress, etc. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't look. I, I just don't like hotel rooms. Yeah, I don't like them either. I'm not a fan. I gotta get to work. 
take it easy. Peace, Jesse. Good to see Bye. you. Thanks for being here. I'm sure you got a lot to do booking that Grundy Palooza. So you uh, you stay busy, sir. You stay busy. The hotel rooms are cool if they're nice, but like I just don't like sleeping in places that aren't my own place. Anyway, I loved hotels until I worked for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Saucy loves them. Raina loves them too. But I mean, we tend to not get the cheapest hotels possible, you know. Like we we've learned our lesson over the time. Like we've had a. Uh, like, I remember what, where were we? Were we in Washington? I don't know where we were, but we got a hotel and it was just like, she couldn't even be in it. Like it, it, it gave her allergies to be in this hotel. And so she fell asleep. It was so late. She just fell asleep and she woke up and her whole face was just like fucking swollen. It was like ovulating. Just, like, just coming up. So, so yeah, I mean, hotel rooms are, are real sketchy to me, but you know, whatever. I'll sleep anywhere if I have to. Anyways, uh, so I've been threatened. I've been threatened before in hotels, like especially because the hotel I managed was in Brooklyn. Uh, so like, not um, not in the hipster part of Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, we were Brooklyn? like, no, we were like, I, we were like in downtown Brooklyn. We weren't. We weren't in like Williamsburg or like anywhere fancy. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I liked the location. It was really great. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've, we had some people threat threaten me before, like a guy who like trashed the room, and I like suggested that he pay, oh. and he was like. Yeah, I should take some of that glass and bring it down here and stab you with it. And I was like, cool. All right, I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> like, that's. You know, you can have a nice day, sir, and get the fuck out of here, <laughs> fucking weirdo. It's like, did you guys have security or anything? Like, it was. No, 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 no security. <laughs> no security. Because again, because again, these. And this is ultimately what led to me, led to me quitting was because, like, these people who manage these hotels won't do anything until there's a lawsuit that requires them to do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks because that's like they're just going to wait for you to get stabbed to be proactive. <laughs> Jesus. Well, <laughs> now that she's stabbed, I guess we better do something about it. By the way, <laughs> don't sue us, please. It's not our fault. I mean, yet. honestly, like I have enough material. I probably could sue them, but I don't want to waste my own time because I feel you. I feel it's you. fucking stressful. Yeah. No, th there's just, uh, yeah, th these fucking. I hate it when they're just like, just like the slum bosses who are just, oh, I just, I can't stand it. It's, what, where the fuck did you even come from? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Like, really, what are you fucking doing here? Like, but they don't know that they're slum bosses. They think they're doing a good job. Fuck, I'm successful. <laughs> I'm successful. I'm a successful hotel manager. They're, the the go-to line for them was always like, oh, we had to deal with that shit and sometimes even worse. Oh. Okay, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's worse than this. It's, oh, okay. It's, this is a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate you. The, but with those, that, that job, so did you have the job and then the pandemic hit while you had that job or did you quit before the pandemic? I, I quit like January 2020 of my, I quit my hotel job then. And then oh. I was employed for this tech company for about three and a half months. And I got that job um, kind of like right after I kind of, yeah. I started interviewing for that job while I was still employed for the hotel because mm. I was like ready to double gun it to this guy. Yeah. Um, so I got laid off when I was working for the tech company. Sweet. Well, oh yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I'm so, <laughs> so glad you got laid off at the tech company. 
But you decided from the tech company, you decided that you're not going to go back into the workforce in that fashion. No, I just, yeah, that's, I just decided that it was like, I just, you know, it was, it was just time for me to be done with that. Cause I was also just like, not happy at all. You know, I was like really stressed out. Like I went from being on call for a hotel to being on call to just one like rich dude. And like, he was, I guess, like a nice rich dude. So like, he could have been worse, you know, he wasn't mean to me or anything, but But still, I was still on call 24-7 and expected to, like, work 24-7, essentially. And And you had a baby at the time, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and the rhetoric at the tech company was so hilarious because they were like, family is the most important. And I'd be like, okay, so you guys schedule this meeting over dinner and it's supposed to happen for the next three months. So, like... (laughs) Yeah. Family's not that important no, to you then. No, it's not. Family is, is is the most important thing as long as they keep their ass at home and don't interfere <laughs> with what we're doing here. Exactly. We like your family from afar, from afar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get in here. It's, get in here. Yeah. But yeah, no, I decided. Thank you for that follow, Watch Stream Watcher. Appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome in. Welcome in. Yeah. The the rich boss on call thing that that seems a little rough, especially mm-hmm. with how old was your baby when you started? Uh, what so this was last year. How old was uh-huh. your baby when you were going through these transitions? She was. Let's see. She was one. Mm. Yeah, she was one and a half. Wow. Wow. And I think that's like honestly like getting pregnant and having the baby. That is kind of like when a light switch turned on in my brain, and I was like, why the fuck am I doing all this? Like yeah. I was just kind of like. I just realized how much work a child took Mm -hmm. and I realized how much extra work I was doing to take care of all these like managers who were supposed to be better than me at their jobs. But yet somehow I'm like managing up to like get them to anyway. It was just like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, this is dumb. (laughs) This is not working. Mental. See you later, buddy. Thank you so much again for stopping in and congratulations on your new job. Here's another round of applause and some air horns for that ass. Thank you, sir. And thank you for all your support and your love and all those gifted subs. That was incredible. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, brother. You have a great rest of your day, bud. Um, yeah, the, the, the I feel like there is some sort of like chemical change. Like, no, there has to be, right? When, when especially for a woman, but also for a dude in a relationship, there's there's just some kind of chemical change that goes on, especially with a woman. I mean, obviously, you guys are doing all the work here. I mean, we just were like, <laughs> and then that was it, you know, <laughs> done. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. But I, I do think that in those moments, like in those moments and those years after having a baby, I mean, like both parents, but especially women, are, are, are like con- trying to sort of catch up and contend with this huge life change that they had no way of expecting, you know? Yeah. Was there, uh, when you had the baby, was there any sort of, um, because when, when Raina got pregnant, I know that uh, I, I didn't take it well. And, and then it, it took me literally until the baby, until Saucy was here, where it really sunk in. Uh, most of it was just me being anxious about being a father and, mm-hmm. and and then once the baby was here everything changed i'm a visual kind of learner unfortunately yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but but there was like these big you know like me and my wife were just talking about this today we we're just talking about like the big shift in our life at that moment 
and and like trying to deal with this big shift and try to keep a relationship going. I'm just curious, did, did you have any big shifts besides this sort of, uh, you know, I need to start working for myself. Like I need to get away from these people. Like, did your, no, you know, totally. was, was there a shift with your, I mean, not just with your family, but like with your husband, was, was there a change? Was there expectations that sort of shifted? And no, t- I mean, totally. I mean, I, I have to backtrack a little bit because, um, like, for us and our relationship, we had our big shift. We had the, probably the biggest shift was before I got pregnant because we actually were pregnant once before and I had a miscarriage and that was really, uh, it was incredibly hard. I was not expecting it to be something that was that challenging. And I think I was just like, you know, ignorant of what those experiences were like. And I had always assumed like, yeah, people have a miscarriage, you know, like, you know, they're only pregnant for a little bit. It can't be that bad. But like, you know, when you're suffering through those first 15 or 16 weeks and then it doesn't work out, it's like, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah. And so I think for us, it was like, we really, it was a big test, you know, because we were both really angry, you know, and there's no one to be angry at. There's no one to like, um, you know, and you, and also it's not, it's not okay to talk about it. You know, like we couldn't just like talk to our friends about it because it would make them squeamish. And yeah. some, some friends I could talk to about it, but um, it really moved our relationship into this like place of like grief. Like how do you operate as individuals? And like, like the way that I handle grief is different than the way that he handles grief, you know, like where he might be more introverted and, you know, stick his head, you know, put his head down, just get to work and kind of get through it. Like, and I'm just like a little anxiety monster. So I have to like know all the plans and if everything, something changes, suddenly I'm stressed out. So it was really like, like we had to kind of grow in our relationship in that way. And then um, when I became pregnant, I was like, you know, I was, I was very happy. And, but again, just like totally floored by how painful pregnancy was. Mm -hmm. And it was also, again, like, how do you, it felt, it felt like I had a disease. Like I'm serious. Like it was just like, something was wrong, like every trimester, whether it was like, um, and just getting like super personal, but like, you know, whether it was like placenta previa or whether it was like, you know, being so nauseous that I couldn't get out of bed or like just, it was just a lot. And so when you go through like a period of grief and then like a period of really, it's like of where your husband just kind of becomes more of a caretaker. It's like, it does change and shift the way that you treat each other. And then the baby's there. So we went through a whole bunch. We went through a whole, a whole bunch of different stuff. And just to, it's, you know, and you have to, you have to find the other side of it at some point to start reconnecting again and making time for each other. And that's, and that's really what, you know, we probably started doing when uh, our daughter was like, I want to say four or five months when Mm -hmm. she started sleeping a little bit better. Um, But, but we're definitely not the same people we were in like 2016. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, change is lots of is forced change. And, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, thank you so much. Pregnancy is rough and traumatic. Takes years to recover. Yeah, yeah, yep. totally, mm-hmm. totally. I mean, and again, I mean, you know, I don't want to take any of the credit away from women and what they have to do, do and have to go through, but it also affects the dudes. You know, it's a tough. Uh, it was tough for us. Because it was just, it was such a, it was such a change. It was such a big change, especially for me, just by my attitude and how I functioned as a human being. And especially I was like just getting sober and like all, and my dad died and my hair was falling out and all this shit. And then the baby. So it was a lot at the time, you know, um, but, but it was like, um, 
I don't know. Like it, it was just. I think it was harder for me. Raina was such a trooper about it. Like she just shifted right into mom mode, whereas Dad had to sort of like figure out how to get in there and get in where he fits in. And yeah. it was tough. It was tough on both of us. And and I wish I was more supportive in those first days than I was. I was I was actually a, a bastard. So it was it was it, not. It's it. tough. I mean, like I always tell people like that the biggest challenge in parenthood is really not loving your kid, loving your kid is easy. What's mm-hmm. hard is managing yourself and how you respond to situations that, I mean, I still struggle with that. Like I, I had a lot of trauma growing up. So like, I, I don't come from the best, like, I don't always know like what the right response is. Like I've had a lot of practice now, so I'm a lot better, but <laughs> yeah. like, but I feel that, you know, it's like, you don't, you're not going to always have like the best way to respond to everything just, you know, ready to go. You're yeah. going to, feel frustrated because your whole life just changed so yeah yeah and that that's literally what I've been trying to figure out I mean you just you said it so perfectly is like just trying to figure out how to respond to things appropriately because the you know it's I just have a very I have a I just have a tendency to be inappropriately responsive to people's things you know like and it could be like so out of nowhere and so like just weird and like I can be curt with people I don't even know and that bothers me that's embarrassing to me and it's just I I mean I can be an asshole to people that I want to be an asshole to and like I don't have any qualms with that but like when it's like unintended and it was just because they caught me on an off day it's like that shit feels terrible It it feels terrible and so now anytime anytime I have my little like inappropriate response it's just it's like a couple of days of depression afterwards and stuff so it's like it just gotten to that point where i have to sort of shift because it's so taxing to 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 do that to i mean how much energy does it take to freak out over something you know like to you know really get up in arms about something it's a lot of energy and it's it's just you know, if it's not directed in the right place, it can really be damaging to to people around you and yourself. And so, mm-hmm. um, so you you had uh, you've been you've been working on your responses and, and trying to. Yeah, well, and also I think like I think like I, I've been really stubborn in my life, like because I, I went through a lot of stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like I never I was I was like one of these people who was like really like poo pooing like therapy and stuff too. Like I was just like, no, I don't need that. Like right. I'm I'm good. I'm <laughs> I can keep a job and I'm awesome. So like, you know, <laughs> I can keep a um, job and I'm know, awesome. Like, <laughs> so like I just didn't think, but you know, I think at some point it's actually it's really it's really good to admit that like, hey, maybe you don't know why you're doing something and that's cool. And like just go talk to somebody who may help you figure that out and like like I started seeing a therapist like maybe four or five months ago and it's been like the best thing in my life because now I'm like, I have someone else I can, and also there's someone else I can like say, Hey, like this shit is happening. It doesn't make sense to me. And I don't have to put everything on my husband because that's also kind of fucked up for a relationship. You know, like if you're not, you know, if you're trying to figure yourself out and you're putting all your baggage onto one person, that's a lot for one person to hold and then also feel sexy later, you know, like it's not hot. (laughs) It's not hot to put your baggage on. It's not hot to throw your baggage on someone. Like, save it for the therapist. Save save the good stuff for the one you love. Pay somebody to to dump your shit on. Um, that no, I I I'm fully with that, and I've been in therapy for about two years now, and. God, I wish I would have started so much longer ago. And same, I was, same. I, I, my problem was that I thought I could handle it with like just balancing my drug intake, and it turns out 
not very effective way to manage trauma. No. No. You, you can still feel like shit without drugs. <laughs> it's just, it was just, I mean, my whole 20s was just me running away from my problems. So, you know, whatever. It was, mm -hmm. a, good, it was a good time. It was a good, <laughs> it was a good run, you know, like it was a good, it was a jaunty sprint, but uh, it, I wasted a lot of time, a lot of energy, but I got a lot of good stories, I guess. No, I feel that. I mean, I did, I did a lot of drugs when I was like 20 to 21 oh. and then I went to art school and got more serious about just, but about I don't know, drugs. but then I just switched the addiction from like drugs. To, well, and I don't want to say addiction because I was never like doing drugs for longer than like a year, but mm. like, um, but I feel like I just like, I just like was self-soothing with the drugs. And then I started self-soothing, soothing with like being a workaholic mm -hmm. and just like being a perfectionist uh, and like, and that's just like an accepted form of right. like unhealthy behavior. And so then like that just ran for a long time, right. you know, yeah. burn <laughs> yourself out. You'll just work yourself into, into mania. Um, yeah. the, that that workaholic thing i wish that would have took hold at a younger age but but you seem to have got away from drugs and alcohol and <laughs> focused in on but that's great because at least you focused in on something other than getting fucked up and running from your emotions and uh, i mean i was running from my yeah. emotions for sure it just i was making more money while doing it <laughs> which is that's a way more productive way of going about it, it i would say is yeah. it? I would say because I was just drunk and like jobless and broke all the time and I sucked. <laughs> so like, yeah. I would have much rather have been um, working and working on myself, working towards a goal than sort of just working on self-destruction. But I mean, my, my, my shit went on way too long. I was fucking drunk. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm too much of a leftist, but I think kind of capitalism is low-key self-destruction also. Like, I think it requires you to self-destruct in a lot of ways to get promoted in a capitalist society. Yeah. At least I felt like parts of myself were getting destroyed. For sure. Uh, I mean, not, yeah. Not to get too heavy. <laughs> too heavy? We were just talking about... <laughs> just talking about a bunch of shit you know like we're already get, we're already there mermaid we're already heavy <laughs> um true true but wait what did you just say i i just i'm sorry i just got distracted with that uh, you just said not to get I was too saying heavy. that capitalism is also self-destruct oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah well well the thing about capitalism is that it makes our lives pretty convenient uh i wish there was a better way to go about it and there is right there. There is better ways to go about capitalism than than what we are currently, because the way it is now is very destructive mm -hmm. to a lot of a lot of people. A lot like you know we just just I mean you look how we do it. Like we can't we can't we can't have we can't uh, afford technically afford to stick to these regulations that we have in America. We can't, uh, you know, we can't afford to pay people with full benefits like, like we well, used to. So, yeah. so now we'll fucking take our operation overseas and we'll pollute their place, and then we'll pay them slave wages, and then we'll build nets around the buildings so when they go to kill themselves, they won't die, and we can put their asses <laughs> right back into work. Foxconn, everybody, Foxconn, the place that brought you your iPhone, everyone. <laughs> Um, I mean that that all sounds pretty self-destructive to me. <laughs> I agree. Um, I agree. And, and no, but that's what I'm saying is like there is 
like capitalism to me, like, cause I, I mean, I, I see the value in it, but I also see the destruction in it. And like, yeah. and so it's like, how do you sort of move those two to make it so it, it, it's benefiting everyone and not because capitalism. You, got, fi- you fix it by creating a business plan that requires no capital and allows you to redistribute the wealth from the top to the bottom. And you take out the top people completely. I've thought about this. Can you can you go through? We can afford to do it, but it will. But people want billions, not millions. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. So can you explain that to me? Because because that sounds like some socialist talk. I mean, I don't know enough about socialism, communism, or capitalism to really talk about any of this stuff. But, but sure, I'll talk about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're <laughs> artists and musicians. Yeah, let's talk about finance. Here, let's go. <laughs> but here's but here's what I do know. Like when I was managing the hotels, I had to ma- I had to go through a profit and a loss statement, and a profit and a loss statement. Um, every single month and we would go through line by line and and go through what our expenses were versus what we were making right mm-hmm. so you have your top line revenue which is what your business makes you have all your expenses and then you have whatever is left at the bottom and that's called your flow through and so what these business people liked at least for hotels was like a 65 percent flow through and mm-hmm. that 65 percent is used to pay if you have like investors if you have um, the owners or if you need to pay, like rent on the building, like say you have a lease with the bank, Mm. right? So I know that if 65% is being paid to those guys, and a lot of that is just profit, like a lot of it, and they don't tell you that, like they don't tell you on the ground level, like what percentage of that, of that money that's being made is being given to like the owners. But I can tell you that if like, we didn't have those costs, and if we didn't have owners, and you could take the money that was made on the top, and redistribute it to the entire business, or even give a lot of it to other other companies or not other companies but like other people who need it mm. we could move a lot we could we could do a lot so i think that like when i think about like twitch and i think about managing my own business i'm definitely trying to be smarter with my own profit and loss statement whenever whenever profit does happen mm-hmm. which I'm yeah. hoping will be eventually but yeah. i don't know that's what i think so i think it's just we just have to create a new business model that's you know, doesn't give billionaires money, well, really. Well, then who owns it? Then the people own it? That's what the, like, is that what Well, I can't, I haven't, you know, I haven't figured out all these details, but I can only <laughs> say that for me, yeah. if I were to have, like, in a perfect world, like, say, I made $100 and I only needed to, to spend 40 on my expenses and I had 60 left over, mm-hmm. I would want to give a lot of that to people who were up and coming, who had good ideas that just needed financial support. Yeah. I think if the people, cause I think that all the good ideas to solve the world's problems are out there. I think that there are people are just bogged down by things like not having housing, not having secure food and having debt. I mm-hmm. think if you resolved those three problems for a lot of creative people, like, you know, we would be able to solve so many problems so fast. Yeah. So. And you know what? I I, 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 I can dig that. I, I mean, there's a part of me that holds on to capitalism because I love my fucking iPhone. I love it. I love this computer. <laughs> I love this mixer. I love my fucking laptop. I love my guitars. I love all these things that were made possible. I like that I live in a country where I can drink the water and not die of whatever disease because i can't afford the 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 one dollar cost for the medication that goes with it in most cities i should say i mean flint michigan are you know they're they're still dealing with stuff stuff but i mean but still i really enjoy the fact that 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 i was born in this country where i'm not 
struggling, which I know I was very lucky to be born into a family. I mean, I'm not saying my family is rich. We were fucking poor as fuck. But uh, I'm lucky that I was in a family that worked hard and, and they made something of themselves. And, you know, I was I benefited off of that greatly. And that, and that was wonderful. And so I'm very thankful for that. But then when you see the people who are in these in these cities like South Chicago or Baltimore, where they have no funding for schools, their schools are falling apart, their roads are, are awful, you know, like it's just liquor stores and gun stores. There's, you know, no real there's no real investment in the community. And I feel like that is something that is uh, a big deterrent for people trying mm-hmm. to come up when all you see is despair and all you see is the only way to make money, you know, and try to get out of the situation is, is you know, doing what you see other people doing, whether it's, you know, selling drugs or pimping or whatever the situation calls for. Um, mm-hmm. looking for alternative ways for income because your opportunities are very limited by your environment and in proximity. So I, I do see the point where we do need to figure out how we're going to... Oh, my God. Mighty, mighty. Thank you so much for that. We do, uh, we do, <laughs> we do have to... Uh, I think we do need to figure out a way to where we are sort of redistributing money where people actually have a fair chance. And I think that's where this sort of links up with your idea, where it's like we need to sort of be able to distribute this money and rebuild these neighborhoods so people can get a chance and have a chance to to build something more than just what their environment allows them or even shows them. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's so awful that we think of people, you know, who make it out of the hood as outliers, you know what I mean? Like that that's awful. It's awful that we look at these people as outlier outliers, you know? Especially as a person who came up in, in the country, in the fucking hood, in the city, you know, like in different I, I've come up in way different that socialist talk. But I also am way into my iPhone, Cartagena. <laughs> But I don't know. I think there's a way you can have the best of both worlds. And I'm an idealist for sure. Like yeah. I know that about myself. Like I have I have to be. But like I don't know. I think you can still have your iPhone and like help people not starve to death. Right. But how do we make it so it's like affordable and we're still able to have these these comforts of life that's affordable but not uh, because the only reason why, which they 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 say the only reason why these things are affordable, is because they're able to make them at such a low cost. And I so, disagree. Well, I want I want to see the profit and loss statement. I don't believe any <laughs> company that says they don't have money that they can give. No, absolutely. No, yeah. Like if you take the top people, and if you cut their salaries down to a hundred thousand dollars a year, which first of all, that's a lot of money to me. Yeah, but like sure. if you cut it to a hundred thousand dollars, suddenly there's going to be so much more money. So mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I don't I don't believe it. Right. Like, well, and and that's the I thing. I don't believe that. Well, and that's the thing about like profits and capitalism and and the idea of a company is that they have to like it's it's part of the 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 business model is grow every year, constant growth, forever grow. And, no, they just want to keep their market share. Right, like, but they also want to make more. And, and like right. because it, it's never ending growth, like that's the whole idea, right? Like you you want to keep growing and growing and growing until you're Walmart or Amazon, and 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 then you're a whole new beast that don't want to pay their fucking workers a living wage. But um, you know, fucking, I, I, I don't know. What, I don't you know. I don't either. I'm an artist. <laughs> I know. I know. But these are art school. I didn't go to business school. Me neither. I don't know about it. I, it's like the economy. I don't know. <laughs> 
there's so many smart people who would probably just listen to me and be like, this fucking dude is so out of touch with reality. Like, where is this person even from? Like, what? But do we even want to be in touch with reality? Like, I don't it's more know. fun on this side. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Thomas Frank. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, people, people at the top just keep all the money, can easily increase wages but it will decrease the profit margin for public companies yep. and hurts their stocks it's true not capitalism the internet was made for the military <laughs> <laughs> sure enough that's socialist talk yeah you know what I, I i i am a big old lefty softy when it comes down to it but it's like I don't know. I I, I, I I hate to see people suffering and shit. Like, I don't like what what's coming out of this. And I don't like how this pandemic has sort of furthered the distance between, you know, mm -hmm. people living a at least a comfortable life where they're not constantly struggling just to fucking, you know, that mm -hmm. that kind of mentality of survival is just not a healthy way to live your life consistently or... It's and, not. And, and there's no need for it. Right. Like we have, we have this, believe it or not, like we, I mean, I know, I feel like a lot of people, there's this idea that there's like not enough resources or there's not mm -hmm. enough money, but there's plenty of all that. Mm -hmm. We just, people are just hoarding it, hoarding it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, they're, they're being, it's being hoarded at the very top. And, and it's like, if you're at the top, you're not going to want to go down. You, you, you don't go backwards, yeah. you know? And, Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see it how people, you know, like you, especially if you come from humble beginnings and you work and you, you make this money and, and you've turned your life around and you've done all this stuff. And and then you have people who like wants to raise taxes on you. And like it, it's like, what the fuck did I do to you? It's like it's not my fault that you didn't work hard or pull yourself up by the bootstrap. So why should I be taxed harder? Why should I? have to give what I worked hard for uh, in order for you to eat, you know? Mil millionaires don't work hard. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say right now. They don't. No, and here's and here, and here's why I feel confident about I'm serious. I, I feel 100% confident saying that because, like, what, the way that the ladder works is that each position further up is less and less work. Right. Where until you're at the very top, you're approving, like, like just so few things. You're not, you're not working hard. You have just gone through the whole system and somehow now you're benefiting like that's why when people are like jeff bezos works so hard dude jeff bezos probably just like anyway i was gonna say something really inappropriate but jeff bezos probably just spends all day relaxing and works for like 15 minutes a day like he's I, not he's not working hard he's like he, yeah he's doing kundalinga a uh, kundalang what is it kundalina <laughs> kundalina yoga and, and and reaching new heights in his own mind he's like i'm fucking so in touch with myself yeah he's uh He's doing something, but he's not working. As to what Mermaid said about 60%, I gained a ton of respect for Keanu Reeves for all he gave the crew for The Matrix. His face, name, but he realized that they made the movie. Um, mm -hmm. So wait, did so Keanu Reeves gave money to the crew? Is that what you're saying, Penny? And welcome. That sounds like that's what he's saying, but that kind of makes sense to me. It's like... I don't know. Because, like, say, for example, in some hypothetical universe, like, mm -hmm. I were to get a windfall of $5 million, similar to what I imagine Keanu gets paid for something pretty low standard at that point. But, like, if you're chill already and you don't need $5 million, like, like my expenses are not going to equal $5 million. Like, so why not just give it 
away, you know? Um, let me, let me, uh, let me see something. Um, oh, I know what we can do. This will probably be easier. And then we can all be involved. Like, um... So a big portion was given to the special effects and designer crew as part of his back-end deal where the actor made money from the profits of the movie. The actor cleared a whopping $75 million in profits from the film and from that cash, Keanu gave each member of the production crew $1 million freaking dollars. It's possible. <sighs> <laughs> look at look at everybody like it's possible. It's possible. Bitches. I'm serious. I, I know you are. I'm not. I'm because not even like, trying to shit I, on your idea. When I worked at the hotel, like especially in Tribeca, my boss talked to me for no kidding, less than seven minutes per week. Less than seven. He didn't help me with reports. He didn't come to the to the hotel. He did fucking nothing. He did Gosh. nothing. And that dude made like. $185,000 a year to talk to me for seven minutes, for seven minutes a week. You got my money? I was like, okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's intense, man. That's intense. No, and, and you're right. You're right. That the, the idea that money can be, I mean, redistributing money is literally just everybody decides like, this is where it goes. If we can all decide that these fucking little green pieces of paper are worth whatever the number is on that's printed on them then we can fucking decide that that little green piece of paper can also go into other funnels and other avenues of, of, of funding. And I, 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 I'm completely with you. I just, I just don't see, I just don't, I just don't believe in the human race like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not because you can't, because here's the thing, you can start it with good intentions, but once you're corrupted by wealth and, and, and what comes with it, that's really hard to shake off. And not that yeah. I would know anything about it, but I've read enough books, I guess, to, to know that it's... I don't know. I think it's, a, I think it's a social thing. I think that, like, like you're born into wealth and you want to keep, like, your little social status, you yeah. know? Like, all your friends are doing all this stuff. You want to do the same stuff as your friends. And, and I think that's why everyone's, like, kind of delusional. Who Like, people who are, like, millionaires are like, oh, I'm middle class. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, you're not. But you think you are because all your friends make the same money as you and you all do the same things. And... You know, I think I think you're right. I think people who are already kind of set in their patterns, like there's there's no hope that those people are going to suddenly wake up and be like, you know what? I don't I don't need to go on this vacation. I could give money to someone else. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's realistic. But but maybe if there's some some poor people <laughs> who that, make money. Oh, well, or poor people could gather up the guns and we can go storm the fucking kit. OK, I'm not going to say French <laughs> revolution style. My sister would like that, I think. I feel the youth really is for that these days. Like there's this sense that the youth is all for just tear it up and rip it down. But well, according to astrology, all of the kids being born right now have their South node in Scorpio and their North node is in Taurus. So what that means is that they're going to understand chaos a lot better. It's going to be a part of who they are. Oh. And the goal for them is to kind of get towards uh, creating some balance for the world. So, yeah, like youth might just shake everything the fuck up because, I yeah. mean, why not? Well, uh, well, first of all, I would like to say that if revolution is what they're calling for, I am not with that shit. I am not willing to uh, take up my gun and start shooting at my neighbor because he doesn't believe in the same fucking whatever that I do. Yeah, I'm me neither. I'm not here for that. Um, yeah, me neither. And I don't think, and I might be wrong, 
But I don't think that a lot of these youth who are out in the streets and the people who are marching around and breaking out windows and burning shit down, I don't think they're ready for that either. Um, especially the ones who are like, guns are bad. Well, guess what? The people that you consider your enemy are fully Thanks. armed. Fully <laughs> armed. They are fully armed. Yeah. Uh, and you are you have a brick. So just know... <laughs> That when you come... Don't bring a brick to a gunfight. Yeah, just know that when you come stepping up to your neighbor, because they're a, whatever, a Trump supporter or an other, whatever it is that you find deplorable, just know that, uh, yeah, you're bringing a brick to a gunfight, and, and that's when shit gets serious. And, like, that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see a bunch of young people dead in the streets because a bunch of fucking hillbillies sure. are like, fuck you, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> out of my cold, dead hands, you know? Like, that whole thing is it's a very real situation. And, and you know, I'm not trying to sit here and shit on people who have guns or who, who have that mentality. Mm -hmm. Or even if you voted for Trump, I think you're sorely misinformed, but... That's okay. Most of us are too, but I, I just I don't have that much animosity against somebody for not believing in what I believe. Yeah, in. same. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't think I would want to commit any violent acts against anybody. I just don't. I mean, I care, but I don't think killing anyone's going to make the problem better. And, you know? and, and because when you're talking about revolution, when you're talking about tearing shit down, that's what it's going to be. You think this government's just going to hand over the keys? Like, I guess. Okay. I guess. Like, I guess when I think of the word revolution, I think about it in a way that um, creates competition for capitalism in a way that can't be ignored. Like, I think like right now, at least my personal view is sure. that all the systems that currently exist, they're not sustainable. If they're if they're managed any way similar to how the hospitality industry is, which I know they are, I've known people in finance, I know people in tech, I know people in different industries, they're all being run in this way that's not sustainable. And I think that like, when I think about revolution, like what that word really means, I don't really think about like, you know, pitchforks and fire and guns. I guess I think <laughs> about like a bunch of, of young people who are like, actually, I don't want to participate in this system. So I'm going to create something different and something new. Mm -hmm. um, and whatever that looks like will look like, you know, what they want it to look like. Mm -hmm. I think that hopefully they're smart enough to realize that like, you know, storming the castle with guns is not a good idea. And I don't condone that by any means. But um, I guess that's what I think. I think that they're just going to make something different that hopefully uses um, the system we have now to make something better. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But well, I don't know. How could you? But, I, but again, maybe I live in fantasy land. Maybe I'm also just well, like a I super idealist. <laughs> yeah, and and so am I. And and there, you know. But I try to stay as real as possible. But I don't think that is outside the realm of possibility. I mean, we can't think of anything because we, that's not us. I guess that is going to come up with it. But you know, it's very possible that the next, you know, next revolutionizing idea comes from the youth, and and it mm -hmm. does. You know, change everything for hopefully the better. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm working now, and it's my day off. <laughs> Congratulations, lower tier, awesome. What did you say? I wish I was. Oh no, wait. The problem is that if you redistribute, redistribute. Jeez, Louise, Mike, redistribute, redist, redistribute. Jeez, Louise. The problem is, is that if you redistribute wealth, the people at the top will raise prices and you end up in the same place. Mm. 
which is, I have to, I'll have to think about that. Well, you're kind of seeing an example of that right now with all this money that we're printing off and we're seeing a rise in prices uh, because the more money that you print, the less the dollar is valued. Mm -hmm. And right now we are just printing money and we're just giving it to corporations, mostly corporations. It's honestly, we're mostly printing money and handing it over to corporations. And like a very small percentage of that is actually being distributed to people with like unemployment because of the pandemic and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's really interesting what we're doing now. And we're sort of seeing what happens when you redistribute the wealth in a way that's, well, unsustainable because which maybe it is sustainable. MMT people, the modern monetary theory people, they think that we can just print money all day long and it'll be fine <laughs> because we're the we're America and people love our our bonds, there are US bonds, so it's fine. We can it, people believe in us even though we're shipping all of our industry overseas or or down to Mexico and and we're not producing much. Um, mm-hmm. We're not actually producing stuff. Like we don't, we don't even have access to medicines that we make here. We have to rely on China, you know, cotton swabs. We don't even have cotton. I don't know. Swabs. I think I think that's pretty dangerous. This whole, I mean, at least yeah. for me, like I, I feel like with this whole pandemic, it made me feel like, wow, if there isn't like a source of water or a source of food in my region, I'm in bad shape in case anything hits the fan. <laughs> for real, for real, and. I honestly, like, where I live, I I fucking hated the idea of moving back here from Southern California, from San Diego, from Ocean Beach, California. Oh, God, I love OB. It's nice. Love OB. Oh, I miss it so much. But I I hated the idea of coming back here, but through this pandemic and through, you know, just, just the growth I've seen in my family and just the growth I've seen in what we are able to accomplish when we're not just stressing out just the exist you know just to like pay rent you know like i've seen what the result is and it's just much more it's just more conducive for all of us Uh, it just works better for us and and now after this pandemic and seeing how california was sort of ran seeing how it's still run i mean they're trying to recall the fucking governor right now which god i hope that they fucking get rid of that guy but the well i hope not because it's actually a scheme by republicans to like get a republican in there if he gets out then the senate is taken by republicans larry elder have you ever heard have you ever heard larry elder speak no, I don't know who that is. He's the he's the guy who's who's up. He's the Republican who's up. He's not I wouldn't say he's a necessarily Republican, but he's definitely a conservative. He's actually a really smart guy and he makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I'm with you. I mean like I, I don't know. I don't trust I, any politician. I, I don't either. I think he's just saying what he needs to say to to get as many people who are Democrats to just stay home. Yeah, like, or, or get them to come over to them because how many Democrats did you know? I don't know. I knew a lot of people who were Democrats who just switched over Republicans over in this last year. Maybe it's my oh, really? place. Yeah, yeah. Like I, a yeah. lot of people who who uh, didn't buy guns are like interested in guns now. You know, it's just like. I mean, I'm a musician. I hang out with a bunch of lefties all the time. And, and a lot of lefties that I'm talking to are like, fuck this, fuck that. I'm getting a gut. You know, this is like I'm not dealing with shit because, you know, the the uncertainty that the pandemic revealed to everybody. I mean, we were talking about having a stable job. Well, now in in the age of pandemics, there's no stable job. You, There is no stable job. So, you know, we got to figure this shit out for ourselves. That's how I'm taking this whole thing is like mm-hmm. we need to figure out how to get as much money as possible <laughs> before this shit fucking goes under. Because I honestly don't I don't have a, a great 
outlook for the future of this country, and especially in these next upcoming years. I mean, and I voted, you know, I voted for fucking Biden and I'm looking at our president and he can barely speak an entire sentence, you know, and he's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to say like, I'm going Republican, everybody. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that there does not, that this pandemic has revealed how big of a sham this all is. And, and yeah, it's how, all a sham. And, and. And I, I don't have a lot of faith that we're going to be able to get out of that because of our, the nature of who we are, <laughs> like mm-hmm. of, of, of being a human. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, mm. the only thing that makes me feel optimistic is like, and this is really strange, but the only thing that makes me feel optimistic about this country and where we're going and all that is that when I was, when I was managing these hotels and shit was hitting the fan, what did happen was that after shit hit the fan, people there, well, there's some people, some people just run the fuck away. Some people don't want to solve the problem. Some people get into fight or flight mode, but there are people who are ready to fix it. And those people get listened to because shit just hit the fan. So I guess what I'm saying is like, yeah, like maybe more shit needs to hit the fan and more stuff will start falling apart. But I do think people are ready to step up and handle it. Cause I know people, I don't know, at least the people I'm talking to and Mm -hmm. the sentiment that I'm the vibe that I'm getting is that, People don't like how things are right now yeah. and they are ready to change them. And I think that, you know, people should go back to their communities. I mean, my personal thing is like, I think like the more involved you are with your personal community, whether it's like growing a community garden, getting sustainable and healthy food for your community or motivating your local, you know, house or Senate mm-hmm. representative to do the right thing in regards to climate change. Like I, I hope, I hope people realize that they have a lot more agency than they realize. And I, I think um, that makes me hopeful. Will it be comfortable? No, it's not going to be comfortable no. at all. It's going to be fucking so uncomfortable. Well, but. It, it, the, the nature of humanity seems that the only way we can actually get our shit together is if some horrible big tragedy happens and we have to fucking contend with it. And that's sort of what brings everyone together. Like, it was nice in those first few weeks after, like, 9-11. I mean, I'm not saying it was a good event, but, like, everybody was so nice to each other. It was nice after fucking the pandemic, like, right when the pandemic started until fuckface started opening his mouth and fucking ruining everything. Uh, I mean, there was a couple months there where I was like, wow, no one's freaking out about fucking, uh, you know, racism or anything. No one's fucked up about, you know, like, homophobia right now. Everybody's just, like, banding together. Then what did fucking the orange thing have to do is fucking go out and start running its mouth and fuck, dude, what an asshole. Um, yeah. yeah. But I just I just hope that people realize that like Democrats and Republicans are not your friends. No, and they're not. None they, of people are. they work they work for the one percent. And the sooner people realize that, the sooner I hope they that they'll feel motivated to like get involved because third party unfortunately, unfortunately it's a it's a situation now where we have to fucking fix it like they're not it's not going to get fixed from the top right. down yeah That's why would they they're, they're they're doing pretty good up there in their little yeah whatever <laughs> assholes oh <laughs> uh, yeah i don't it's not even like i hate rich people or anything it's just i don't like it when people accumulate wealth and then try to use their wealth to like control shit and and, and <laughs> throw it around and it, it's just gross but you know yeah Whatever, we'll get there. I, I, I do, I am, like, I love that you you started talking about nodes and Pluto or whatever you say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> astrology, yeah. Yeah. You're, Top node, north node. You're really into astrology. I mean, 
a little bit. I'm I'm definitely an amateur and there's a lot of reading that needs to be done that I'm too lazy to do. I used to do chart readings on my stream for a very brief time period, but I didn't want to be responsible if like I read something in someone's chart and then they did something in their life. I didn't want to, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to be a part of, oh shit. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> like you can, people can, I'll do it if it's like a friend of mine, but I don't know. It's actually their job to do everything you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's their, it's their job to, to 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 take care of the people, but that's not yeah. what happens. They take care of themselves. Car Cartagena asked uh, like an hour ago, "What's the answer to your Marvel sex question?" I have no idea what that is, so that's between. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, what people need in the sack is different person to person. It's a very individual question. Mm -hmm. Which Marvel character is best at sex? Was the question. It's the, oh. the question I ask on my stream quite a bit. Oh, I see. Uh, I don't know. It's not the Hulk though. And it's not Captain America. Hulk smash. That sounds terrible. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not Iron Man. That's what, not Tony Iron Stark, Man. though? What about Tony Stark? He seems like he's fit. No, he's too much ego. He's like, mm. guys who have too much ego and are too, guys who are too handsome don't know what's going on. Yeah, I feel you. Dead. That's why I was glad I grew up fat because I would, <laughs> I would have been such a fucking douche. It's <laughs> like I, I fight against douche douche tendencies all the time. It's it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, the, I, I don't know. So you don't know who your Marvel sex person is? I, I don't know. I mean, I've had some pretty compelling arguments, but like I haven't. I haven't heard an answer that I was like, yes, that's the most, that's the most correct yet. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't found the right answer yet. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know who would, I mean, I would, I'm, I'm looking towards the, the female side of things, uh, just because <laughs> my preference, but, um, who would be good? Um, dang, who's like, I know I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I can't um, even think of any like, like black. Widow my is my not husband really... made a joke and was like, it could be, it would just be professor X. Cause he could just get in your head. Cerebral. And yeah. He's also, yeah, you, he wouldn't even have to touch you and you're sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just, Seriously? he's across the room just thinking, old face. He's, old just, thinking, face. he's just thinking about you. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> he's just, convulsing uh let's let's see let's let's get some female marvel uh superheroes yeah that's good let's just do that let's, up. let's see so let's get some images going i'm very visual I need to see these people i don't know i don't think none of these really mm -hmm. not not the green lady captain marvel i don't like i don't like her like, I've heard that she's hard to work with as an actress. Brie Larson? Yeah, she rubs me the wrong way so for some reason, too. Yeah. I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. She just, I've seen this guy, like, break down, like, a, like don't be like Brie Larson. And, it, like, it's this dude on YouTube who breaks down people and, like, this is, you know, he broke her down and was kind of giving her backstory how she has a reputation of being kind of difficult to work with. And then he <laughs> shows, like, different interviews where she's, like, She's stepping on people's jokes. She's not fucking, she's just being difficult, like, it, but like with a fake smile on. Anyways, I don't know this woman at all. She's she's probably a, a gem. I don't know her. So it's, I, I should probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Also, sometimes I think with like women who are celebrities, like, like they kind of get shit on when they act more assertive and more masculine. So like, is it that she's rude or right. is it that she's not fitting some stereotype exactly. of like being a polite 
right young lady do i just because i look just because i'm pretty to you i have to smile and wink at you every time you put the camera on me yeah i, I can get that i can i i mean i can get it as best as a dude with a wiener can get it but you know like i get not wanting to be you know put in that position so here we go we got who are these people who's the red is that the red lady is the witch lady i don't know scarlet, scarlet witch would probably that would be pretty intense yeah scarlet maybe, witch could maybe be cool. that could be good scarlet witch who's she seems like somebody who would not respect your safe word though <laughs> like, uh -uh, i'm not done yet <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the problem, though. That that's the thing. I would be so intimidated by a a, a superhero. Yeah, right. Like, it's kind of scary. How would I even be able? You know, like I don't, I don't know. Definitely not Cyclops. No, <laughs> no. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. What what's her name? That's Iron Man's wife, but can't remember her name. What is her name? She, I she forget. Doesn't do anything. Like, she just sits there. I, I don't. Like the Wakanda lady, I would be too afraid of her. I'm too afraid of all these women. Like these women, I would just be, I'm afraid of my own wife, okay? Like I'm afraid of my own wife. Like I don't even like, I'm uncomfortable asking her for sex. I don't see how fucking me trying to get in the pants of these people would do anything. I'd just be sitting there like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll go. I'll go now. I'm sorry. I'll go. Did you need some tea? Did you need to freshen anything up? That that's where I would be at. That's where I'd be at, Professor. Yeah, X I don't know. Okay. It's like pots. a total, totally huge power. It like disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, hi, I'm Captain Marvel, and this is my boyfriend Todd. Hi, Todd. Say, <laughs> say hi to the people, Todd. <sighs> but like a lot of the male superheroes have like normal girlfriends on, on in the movies. Yeah, yeah. So like, why couldn't the women have one too? I mean, it would be dope. I, I think they should do it. They should, what? They should do it. They should just get with some regular ass, <laughs> basic ass dude. Pepper, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts was the name. Yeah. Thanks, Cartagena. Thank you, Cartagena. <laughs> Cartagena, um, you're the best. But just out of curiosity, what what is your, what is your, do you know your rising and your moon and your sun sign? Hell no, I don't. Oh, oh man, can I? I yeah, please. I actually would love to. Uh, so, how, what information do you need from me? I think I just, if you want, I don't want you to like say it on screen because oh, that's don't not smart. But um, I mean, if it's my birthday, I don't care. Like, fuck it, April eleventh, everybody. You, you guys. Let me have, see if that's. Let me see if that's enough. A April 11th, Sun Aries, Mike. Thank you. I'm a Sun Aries. I guess that's what heaven says. From one Aries to another. Uh, I mean, I can't. I can't look up your your moon or your uh, rising sign, but without what? Uh, without the year that you were born. Oh, Nineteen eighty-three. I don't. I don't care. Please, please. What, what are these people? What are you guys gonna do with my birthday? You gonna send me gifts? Send me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> you need the PO box? I got one. Send them. And time and birthplace. Oh, I don't know what my time of birth was, but my birthplace was right down the street from here. Ugh, that makes me sick. Okay, I'm just looking this up. Let me see what I can find. I'm down. Let's pull up these charts. Let's go. We need some charts going. Uh, let's see. Let's see. 
All right. Maybe, maybe you should send me, if you have your birth time, send me in like a something or other. I don't have my birth time. Um, I could call my mom and see what time. No, I'm don't call your mom. I'm going to do it. She'll be like, why are you doing witchcraft? It's, it's yeah, she might. <laughs> That's the devil shit, mijo. That's the <laughs> devil shit. Don't do the devil shit, mijo. Don't do it. Are uh, you in a big city in Ohio? No, God, no. I'm in, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm in, uh, Toledo. Don't tell me that on screen. Just tell me the biggest city. Everybody knows where I live. Okay, all right. Everybody knows. I'm sorry. It's okay. Let's see if she answers. Is she going to answer? Mom. (laughs) Did you just call her? Mom, what, what, what time of day was I born? Hello? Well, make it quick. <laughs> it was nighttime. Do you remember what? Oh, like, 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 like three or four a.m. or something. Okay, we're just going with four a.m. then. All right. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Faster, mom. Something okay, with waffles. So your rising sign is Aquarius. Oh, that's actually really good for you right now. Why? What does that mean? Because a lot of the planets are moving through the sign of Aquarius right now. So that means you're kind of like extra lucky right now. So you might be doing a bunch of like new stuff in your life or getting a new, a new energy for some ideas that maybe you've been sitting on for a while. Ooh, um, I have been. Your regular sign is Aries. That's your sun sign. And your, wait, your Aquarius and your moon sign is an Aquarius. Oh, wow. He's, uh, Heaven says he's going to have some water on fire moon or fire moon. Wow. I, yeah, you guys are talking. talking. Interesting. <clears throat> your Jupiter is in Taurus. That's kind of, that's interesting too. What, why is that uh, interesting? Well, because Taurus is like kind of like a stable planet, likes things that are regular. So it means that like any, any it kind of means that anything that in your life that is set up in sort of a regular uh, fashion that has a regularity and solid base to it mm. uh, is a little bit luckier to be successful. Jupiter is a planet of, of success and good fortune. Bring it. Bring so. it, Jupiter. <laughs> Ready. And, and you're with your rising and your moon sign being an Aquarius. Like, that's that's pretty lucky this year. You might have a really good a really good year. Hey, hey, I'm here oh, for Oh, my it. toddler's crying. Oh, oh and do no. you want to go, do you want to handle that? And we can end right now if you need to go. It's totally fine. I, pro- I mean, I probably should because she's just going to keep crying no until problem. I... <laughs> Mermaid Serenade, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. We didn't even get a chance to bother you for a song, but you go take care of oh, that Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. You could just come back on and, and make it up. We'll just do it like that. Yeah, I'll come back whenever. Okay. Well, go get your baby, and you have a lovely rest of your day, and thank you so much for hanging out and, and chatting it up with me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No thank word. you. This is fun. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Thank you, Ms. Serenade. Or is it Mrs. Serenade? Hey! Okay. All right. 
All right. Uh, everybody, go give Mermaid Serenade some love. You can find her on twitch.tv slash Mermaid Serenade. Links are in the show notes along with some social media uh, links that you're not going to want to miss uh, from Mermaid Serenade. Make sure you're staying up to date. Thank you again, Mermaid Serenade. I really do appreciate you coming on the show and telling your truths. And I just thought it was very adorable that her baby needed attending to. And that's why she had to go. And it doesn't even matter to me. Like, I love that. <laughs> like, I think the other thing that was my favorite was when Marv Melvin Riley of... Uh, oh, Sheila didn't... What the fuck? Uh, of, of the world... Uh, ready for the world ready for the world uh, Melvin Riley was on the show and he had to stop doing the show because his puppies had, had or his dog had puppies and he brought in like a little newborn puppy it was crazy so I, I love that I love that very much uh, <laughs> anyways um, that, that's about it uh, I appreciate y'all coming in and hanging out again. You guys have no idea. We've been hitting these twenty-two thousand uh, listens a week. That's fucking nuts, guys. We're we're doing it. We're really doing shit. Like we went from a ragtag uh, podcast to a ragtag podcast with a few more listeners. So let's let's keep keep it going. <laughs> keep keep the good times rolling, and I will see you guys next week with a whole new set of issues and conversations for that ass make sure you follow me on all the social medias and make sure that you're out there fucking on the discord the links are in the show notes <laughs> make it happen, happen. alright guys be well be good to your health I'm sorry I'm stretching be good to your fellow human beings HJs for everybody bye bye